0: It's great, isn't it? Having a great time coming together from all over and uh, and sharing in the work of the Lord. Um, we've got a good crew over here from uh, Geelong this year and uh, thanks for, for looking after us and our, our, our new ones. We're, we're having a great time. The Lord's um, blessing the work in Geelong and uh, this year we've seen baptisms and um, people receiving the Holy Spirit and, and walking on, praise the Lord. And most of you know we've also seen quite a uh, an increase of Spirit-filled brothers and and, and sisters um, who were who are looking for a new home. They're an amazing bunch um, who love the Lord and and have the same vision and and we now get to uh, work together on the on the front line and uh, you know all, all that um, all of that the the work of the Lord. Um, comes with its challenges and, and obstacles. And what I realised is that revival requires sacrifice. Maybe that's another way of saying something that we hear quite a lot about in the Scriptures and I want to look at those Scriptures with the time that I've got here tonight. Before moving to Geelong, I, uh, I went to Africa and I travelled with Ramundo and um, Pastor Ron in Africa and, um, I remember talking to him and he'd moved over there. Um, many of you will have known him when, uh, he had kids, twins that were six and his son was one. And, um, and so, um, it, it made me think because we, we had kids similar age when we moved to Geelong. And yeah, and I suppose there's a, there's a certain sacrifice. It's the title of my, uh, my talk here tonight. Try and pull it apart a little bit. Um, <clears throat> it's when the truth and saving of souls is the number one priority in our life. And um, number one, above above all else, we'll for- forego everything else, every care, thought, emotion, responsibility for the saving of the soul. I want to... Um, I want to illustrate the point. Who's seen the Netflix series, um, the um, Thai, Thai Cave Rescue, came out this year? A few people. Yeah, not heaps. That's all right. I'm going to show a little snippet if, um, if um, the, the sound box, they can get it ready. Um, I don't know if someone can hit the lights. That might make it a bit easier. I'm sure people would have heard about it in the news from um, just before you press play. Um, People would have heard about it in the news, a a soccer team in in Thailand um, of um, boys between 11 and 16 and uh, with a coach aged 25. Um, They went a bit of an excursion to explore some caves and um, the monsoon flooding came early. They got rising water in the caves. I think there's 10 kilometres of of tunnels but they were about 4 kilometres in. And, uh, quite a, quite a scary thought as you've got, uh, floodwaters rising. You see the, the rescue effort to save them. I haven't got time to go into all the detail, but you'll probably know it. There was 10,000 people involved, 100 divers, and, um, uh, because it was just, um, quite a treacherous, um, rescue with, uh, yeah, narrow tunnels and stalactites, stalagmites, deep recesses. Some of the tunnels were only 600 mil. Imagine being four kilometers in and um, and uh, trying to negotiate that in, in with zero visibility i want I want to show you this clip just to to illustrate this foregoing all else for the saving of a soul so um, hopefully it helps. that after the events of yesterday, I must report. Just after midnight, a retired soldier and former Thai Navy SEAL, Petty Officer First Class Saman Gunan passed away during the rescue mission to save the boys from the cave. He was positioning oxygen tanks inside the cave, but did not have enough of his own to complete the journey and leave safely. as he was known by his family and friends Thanks. Volunteer to help here in Thanks, that's that's it's a bit of a, a, a sobering clip but I just um, want to use it to illustrate um illustrate my point here tonight I want you to picture this four kilometers of of tunnels and um and cave network they were in chamber nine so you've got this tunnel and these chambers and I think it was chamber three where they couldn't make the... because the, the dives were for hours, um, which is far above what you normally do, and so they had to get a second oxygen tank to complete the journey just in an hour, And, out. and um, so this uh, salmon um 37-year-old retired uh, Navy SEAL, um, passed away um, getting those oxygen tanks in there. And um, there was actually a... Um, an Adelaide anaesthetist and diver too, um, Dr Richard Harris, who gave up a family holiday to go over there and he was a big part of how they got the boys out with the amazing um, anaesthetising them and, and getting them through because of worried that they, they wouldn't be able to cope and, and those sort of things. Anyway, you'll have to watch the rest, but as you picture that, here we've got for 18 days, 13 guys stuck in a cave, not knowing if anyone's ever going to find them. And people from the outside world were willing to put their own lives on the line. I saw an interview with a diver and he said on a scale of 1 to 10 the risk is a 15. This is like... And and so they're willing to put their own lives on the line and to give up whatever whatever they were doing to save a life and so much that two of them gave up their lives when they didn't have to. Isn't it the most honourable thing in life to risk your life to, to save someone else? The mo- most honourable thing. Just a thought, is that inbuilt in us? Because our Creator sent... His son to give his life for us it's It's an interesting thing, I think that whether saved or unsaved that the the most honorable thing a man can do still today was up at the center of God's plan all along. If you can draw the parallel, John chapter ten, John chapter ten and verse eleven. Says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Another version says sacrifices. That's what we're talking about here. Revival requires sacrifice. And, and when we look at, look at that parallel that we were, we were in the cave, as it were, in life, trapped by death, snookered. You know, that's what, what where, where life ends up. There's no way to avoid the grave. No coming out of it. And he came for us. But a path with a level of difficulty no one else could achieve. He didn't have to. He, he gave up his seat at the right hand of God where no one has gone before to the, to the grave and back to save us. Turn to Hebrews chapter 2. And verse six, but one in a certain place testified saying, what is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visiteth him? Just thinking it, once again, just drawing these parallels is nobody had to come. You know, this was, this was willingly they came to save a life. And here we read, what is man that thou art mindful of him? it says in verse 9 but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels as a man for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he may by the grace of uh, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man that he he would taste it for us that we could live again what a special thing it is to save a life Imagine what it means to save a soul. You know, to think of to think of the cave of life and nowhere, no way out. Imagine what it means to save a soul, to help someone from the the, the grave to to life, from from darkness to light. Honourable, it's more than honourable. It's our calling. Let's uh, turn to John chapter fifteen and verse twelve says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And this is the phrase, isn't it? Lay down his life. Revival requires sacrifice. is another version of this. My revival, your revival, required the life of Jesus Christ. And, and that love, the love of Jesus Christ, is now in us by the Holy Ghost. How deep is your love? I won't sing it. Jesus said, as I have loved you. That's how deep it is. That's what's in us. It's lay down your life deep. That's the love in us. Um, Turn to Ephesians chapter 5. You know, in this world, we're surrounded by people who are trapped in the cave, bound by the grave. We don't have to, uh, give our, give of ourselves, lay down, lay aside our cares and our lives to go and save them? Or do we? You know, that's the, that's the question. You know, when you're going to put your life on the line in a natural sense. Now we're talking spiritual. Imagine how wonderful it is to, to save a soul and Here in Ephesians 5 verse 1 it says Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savour. Uh, We were in North America this year and um, we unfortunately hit a skunk. That wasn't a sweet smelling savour. I tell you, we had to get out of the car. It was really bad. And, um, but what's a, what's a sweet smelling savour before God is to lay down our lives. And we don't have to give it up because He's given us life. But to forgo the things of this life for the work of the Lord, you know, that number one would always be to the saving of a soul. You know, and that can be laying down your life, could be sacrificing your time, your money, your thoughts. Maybe that you would commit headspace to thinking about the unsaved and and who the Lord wants you to talk to. You know, because there's all sorts of stuff rattling around in here on a daily basis, isn't there? That we would commit the time to lay down your life. That you would invite them over for dinner, that your, your testimony is the love of the Lord. Even though the gro- grocery bills have gone up, and uh, it's going to cost you money. That your house is messy because the church is growing and it needs your involvement. Or do we stand by and watch? Um, when we were moving to Geelong, I said to my wife, who's been uh, very supportive, and um, I said, you might have, we might have to be okay with a messy house. If we're going to have people around you know, on a regular basis, you, we might have to be okay with that. You know, trying to, trying to keep up, you know, and some things you gotta sacrifice for the saving of the soul. You know, that you would even miss out on family commitments because someone is listening to the gospel and they need your time. Would you lay down your life to, to save a soul? Somebody did for you. Better look at a couple of scriptures to wrap up. First John chapter 3 and verse 16. Says hereby perceive we the love of God because He laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So this is for each other. I'll just quickly tell a little story. Sorry if I embarrass anyone or if I, I get any details wrong. But uh, on the way to camp, um, four carloads, four separate carloads came from Geelong one day after each other, and they they visited a family who hadn't been to a revival fellowship meeting yet. And you could think it's out of the way. It's going to cost petrol. It's going to cost time. I'm on my holidays, and so on. But the family who was visited is is now here in, here enjoying camp with everybody. That's hereby perceived we the love of God. And the example is I'm going to I'm going to forgo my life right now because somebody needs saving. Uh, Roman, I've run out of time for that. I was just thinking, Romans 15 talks about, um, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproach thee fell on me. We read scriptures like that in Galatians chapter 6 that talks about brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. And I realised this year that our fellowship has good teaching on these things. And let's take a hold of them individually and build on them and see what can happen. Maybe just a, a, just a couple other thoughts in closing is that um, I was thinking about the young people, and we've got a great, great group of young people here. Um, do you know how important you are to the work of the Lord, to, you, to your assemblies? Um, you know what us older young people, that's me, um, here at camp are seeing is, um, is one of the more wonderful sights on earth. And uh, young people are coming together in the name of the Lord, for the work of the Lord. And, you know, you think anyone would want this. When you witness to someone, you might have to give up your time, though. But imagine saving a soul. You know, just to to, to lay down your life, to sacrifice your time, or a bit of time with your friends, or a bit of whatever you're doing, for the saving of a soul, for pulling someone out of the cave. Um, that's a sweet-smelling savour. Maybe not always with the boys, but um, a sweet-smelling savour before God to so understand what the Lord has called us to. This world says, go out and live your life. The Lord says, lay down your life. That's our saviour. That's uh, Titus chapter 2, just to finish. I think we were in First John 3 earlier and the scripture after where we were reading said says that if you shut up your bowels of compassion, how dwelleth the love of God in you. You know why? Because Jesus came willingly to save people out of the cave. And he's put that in us. So don't shut off the Holy Ghost. That will motivate the love of God. It will motivate you in that way. Don't shut it off. Just uh, uh, allow that, be in tune with it. Titus chapter 2, verse 11, it says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Saviour Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. I don't know about you, but I've seen peculiar people around here, um, mostly at six o'clock in the morning. Um, but another the, the Amplified says who are in enthusiastic for doing what is good, you know, laying down your life. That's why sometimes we might go home from a meeting or a camp and we're exhausted. go on your holidays and you come home and you're exhausted. Um, Or a working bee and you're exhausted. You know, maybe even work might suffer for a little bit or the state of the house might suffer because we are enthusiastic for that which we are called to by the living God. And we will willingly lay down our life for the saving of the soul. All the people said...